Welcome to the podcast that is all about self-employment. We'll be sharing expertise on getting started, getting noticed, and getting it right, as well as dealing with getting it wrong. Your host, Julia Kermode, will help you get ahead so you get the success you deserve. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really pleased to have with me um, Elaine Clark, and she has been working in accounting since she was 16, um, and she set up her accountancy business in 2007, which I think is 14 years ago now. Um, sorry to add, <laughs> add up those years, Elaine. <laughs> um, but today we're talking about why you might not actually need an accountant if you're self-employed. So really warm welcome, Elaine. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's a bit difficult one when we're talking about accounting, so hopefully people (laughs) won't immediately turn off. (laughs) I'm sure they won't. I'm sure they won't. We will do our best to make it interesting because we we quite like accounting. Um, uh, so, So tell us to start, is accounting complicated? Does it need to be complicated? No, not for the majority of of self-employed people, self-employed businesses, whether a limited company or a sole trader, the majority of people have very, very straightforward accounting needs and therefore can keep their accounting simple. I think sometimes it's overcomplicated with the systems that we use and the the language that accountants will use but really accounting is easy brilliant i like that and <laughs> and in terms in terms of kind of the language that that people use i mean i i know that kind of qualified accountants will talk about um all sorts of different things double entry bookkeeping and reconciling and this and this and that and it can seem quite um quite daunting i mean i i guess so long as you get on with the practical side of things of of looking after the books which is another phrase that that we use Mm -hmm. um then then the the language doesn't matter does it no and i think these days obviously we've got a number of apps that we can use banking apps Mm. or cloud accounting systems they've really matured you know most businesses will have a system of some sort if you set out with the right tools to be perfectly honest the language almost becomes irrelevant because the tool is doing the job so in Mm. simple terms really a set of accounts for say a sole trader is income that's your money in what you've invoiced what you've charged people your costs allowable costs and you you do need to know a little bit about that but you don't make it complicated so income less your costs equal your profit take out the amount that you'll owe your tax and then the rest of it is what you can take out of the business you know so that's as straightforward as it is you don't need to be good at maths we often hear Mm. oh gosh I can't do accounting because I'm no good at maths the systems do it all for you so it's getting into the discipline of well from the outset choosing the right system then setting up the system so it takes in all the data and again that doesn't need to be as daunting as it sounds because if you allocate a separate bank account or set up a separate business bank account put all your transactions through that nowadays they have some a thing called bank feeds it just sucks all those transactions in and then all yep. you've got to do is go, well, that was for that or that was for, you know, that was stationary or that's the amount I received for, from such and such piece of work that I did with a, a customer. You know, it's mm. very, very simple. So that now, rather than we rather than use the language of bookkeeping, we talk about describing the transaction. And that's all right. you're doing. You're you're giving that that sort of that heading 
to what that transaction was. So all of these things that we talked about in the past, you know, bookkeeping and doing a bank reconciliation, which mm-hmm. that accountants like to use, and some of them do, still do use, but they all disappear. All of those things are get, just disappear if you get the right system. And again, okay. that doesn't need to be expensive because a lot of things out there are free. Yeah. So I guess um, what we're saying accounting is, is knowing your financial position um, and and also keeping an eye on what's going through through the bank. So I think most bank accounts these days will give you online access so you can exactly. see almost instantly what's going on. And I think a lot of bank accounts, you'll probably know better than me, will also categorise different Absolutely. types of, of costs. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is a lot easier than you might think. Absolutely. It's come an awful long way from when we used to sit there with big ledgers and quill pens and all that type <laughs> of thing on high desks, yes. like in a Christmas carol. But, you know, it's, it really is entirely different, you know, and particularly if you look, you've got kind of got two lots of banks, you know, two types of banks. Now you've got what are mm. called the challenger banks. So that's like your Stalins and your Monzos and your metal and things like that. They're mm. the ones that do the categorization of things. And they're very simple to open a bank account. You don't have to go yeah. into a branch. You don't have to see the manager or anything like that. You do it all online. You know, you mm. literally do it with your iPhone, take a photo of yourself, take a photo of your ID, bang, your account's open. You know, so that's super easy. Then yeah. if you, for sole traders, that's really all they need is, is a good yeah. banking app. If you've a limited company because the accounting is slightly more complex, you've got more regulation then, then you probably need all of those bank transactions being sucked into an accounting yeah. system, something like free agent, which you get free if you've got a NatWest mm. bank account or a Metal bank account. Okay. Metal yeah. is owned by NatWest, so that's quite interesting. Both of those are easy to open, so free agent, or you can use something like Zero or QuickBooks. All I'd mm. say is check the charges out on things because they can. it can start to get expensive. So I always like to promote the free ones. But yeah. if, you, if yeah. you're sucking your transactions into something like free agent, it's then got what's they call a dashboard. So it's like looking at the dashboard on a car that tells you right. when you need, you know, petrol in the car or, you know, you're speeding or something. You know, mm. the equivalent of speeding would be you've spent too much money, you've taken too much money out of the company that yeah. because you've not allowed for tax, etc. So oh. that dashboard gives you a view. It tells you how much profit you've made, how much you need to put aside for, for your tax bill. Because unlike PAYE, you're not paying your tax as you go each month. It's not being done for you. And then the money arriving in your bank account, you've got to be disciplined as a business owner. You've kind of got to to be very disciplined and growing up about the fact of managing those finances and just Mm. saying, well, not everything that arrives in the bank account belongs to me. You know, some of it, some of it does belong to to the tax man. But all of the systems just do all of this for you. And whilst, yes, there's a little bit of setup, once you've gone through that, you know, bit of setup, it's like selecting what car you are going to buy once you've gone through that that purchase and that setup of, of of the thing it just runs i mean you know yeah. i use my i do my accounting for for my business on free agent and it, it mm. literally honestly it's a couple of seconds a day 
oh, just go in and, you know, I need to approve that, put that to a different cost heading and it's done. It really yeah. is. And, and it is, it is um, pretty much idiot proof. And um, I, it's it's stuff that I, I'm not an accountant, okay? Um, I'm reasonably numerate, I would say, but I'm, I'm definitely not an accountant. But if I can manage it, and, yeah. and actually, I'm, I'm sorry to say it's quite fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite the, the stuff you can do with with the software and keeping track of things, Absolutely. and, and you, you can while away an afternoon. Now, of course, you don't need to, but exactly. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> but the important thing is things like if you're in front of a customer and you've done a piece of work, you know, whatever whatever your you know your business is, at some mm-hmm. point, hopefully, you're making some sales. Do it in the the invoice in in the system. And then when the customer pays, it it will let you know, you know, if they haven't paid, you can see it. So you can chase and things like that. And it's just being sensible. You know, the reason you set up a business or hopefully the reason people set up a business is to earn some money. You know, that's that's why we do it. It's otherwise we'd set up a charity. So if we (laughs) want to earn some money, we really need to keep a close eye on where you know if if the money's coming in or how much we're spending and making sure most importantly we haven't taken more out of the the business than we should have done i mean all too often people come to us and they've all you know they've set up and they've gone through the first year and then their accounts are due and the deadline is several months after the end of the first year so you you know yeah. they've traded for 18 months and they come to us and that, you know, present the figures and we go, well, actually, you've taken much more out of the business than you could have done. And then you're constantly in catch up. You're constantly yeah. having to repay that back in some way to the business. And yeah. that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety. So be, getting all this set up at the outset is really the way to go. As much as it might be, yeah. you know, I can hear people going, no, no, I'm switching <laughs> off now. But, you know, you really have to do it. it yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, you, you you would risk being that person who has um, taken too much money out and then may not be able to pay HMRC what they owe. Um, and, and, you know, that's an unpleasant surprise. Whereas if you'd have been on top of it, um, in the run-up to when that deadline is to pay HMRC, then then you you would be in a much better position. So, yeah, yeah and it's boring, still, but it's worth doing. Well, worse still, HMRC will want their money. And if you take yeah. more out of the business than you should have done, they will still want paying. And yeah. even though people will say, well, I'm a limited company, I'll just close the company down, oh, no, you won't be able to, HMRC will come after you. So they will mm. lift, you know, they will lift what's called the veil of incorporation, the bit, the protection of limited liability, mm. and say, well, actually, you took that out, so I'll just come after your own assets. So it's the same yep. as operating as a sole trader. And the one thing you don't want to do is just get on the wrong side of HMRC. It's just not worth yeah. it. You know, do things right. It, you know, if you try and think of it as when you were PAYE, each month you'd know how much money you had. Mm. That mm. would be on your pay slip. Doing your accounts is you kind of doing you uh, effectively a pseudo pay slip for yourself so you know how much. And that's just basic disciplines. Things You know, you never think of getting in the car without eventually filling up with petrol. It's just yes. stop, isn't it? So, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly. All, yeah, that's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, it's really um really simple actually, isn't it? Um kind of what what you're outlining. And what I think is so interesting about about talking to you is that you're a qualified accountant, you run your own accountancy mm-hmm. business, but yet here we are telling our listeners you don't need an accountant, which yeah. um which is very refreshing. Um and what I guess there must be some things that people think, oh, I need an accountant to do that, like the submissions to HMRC and that sort of thing. And what other kind of things do accountants get involved in then if if you're doing your own bookkeeping? Yeah, I think that there's a couple of places where people will need accountants. Firstly, when they set Mm. out, they kind of need to know what they need to do, when they need to do it, how to do it, etc. And what they might want an accountant to do. And at least showing them the things that they have to do, which is what we do through boot camp with a couple of courses of smasher accounting, you know, um, by showing people what they can do, then they can then make an informed decision about, well, actually, I'll do that bit myself. And I'll outsource as a, a lot of us outsource functions that either we haven't got the time or we haven't got the expertise to mm. do, to, uh, to outsource some of that accounting to somebody else. So it may be, mm. you know, for example, if you're VAT registered, you might go, well, yeah, I'll enter the transactions because they're going through the bank account and that feeds into the accounting system. But once a quarter, I'll get my accountant just to have a look over things and submit the VAT. Yeah, them to do that equally at the year end you can say well I've entered everything I think I've got it in the right place can you review it and can you help with the submissions again sole trader you probably could do the submissions yourself but you Mm -hmm. might want the peace of mind of having an accountant to help you with those limited company because the accounts have to be in a right format they have to go you know different accounts go to companies house and go to HMRC you know, make it, and then you've got the corporation tax return as well, making sure all of those are in the right format and going to the right people at the right time, etc. That might be something. So if somebody asked me, I'd say if you were a sole trader operating a straightforward business, then take some learning, but make sure mm-hmm. when you look at the internet source, it is a good source of information because <laughs> not everything is right on the mm. internet. And also don't take advice from your mate down the pub who might not be an oh. accountant. That's So what... many people do that. <laughs> it surprises me. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, right, so your mate's breaking the law and you're just going to copy them because they're doing it. You know, it's like... Yeah, yeah, it's a good, like, good enough. It. Anyway... <laughs> So, but, um, you know, it's it's make sure you get the right source of information. Sole trader, you could probably do it yourself. You might want to have an accountant there to help you with your year end and have that peace of mind. Limited yeah. company, because it's a separate legal entity and you have to take money out of the company in a set way through declaring dividends and or taking a salary, then that's Mm. where you may need the accountant to advise you on what your dividend and salary strategy is, get everything set up. You might do the bookkeeping, but you might ask the the accountant to do the year-end submissions. But overall, what's 
what's still super important is for you to have an idea about your finances. You can't go, yeah. well, that's all the responsibility of the accountants. Here's all the bits <laughs> of paper now you sort <laughs> out. You know, it, there's, yeah. there's too much, you know, there's too many easy systems to use now for really that. You, you can do it. It'll cost you a fortune. And um, yes. with making tax digital coming where you've got to submit these things four times a year, it's going to cost you four times as much as you're paying now. Yeah. Because That's you're, true. yeah, so you know, there, there's a lot of things that you can that with tools you can do so much so easy that you then spend the money in the right place. Yeah, and I guess it might be that that you may want to have the support of an accountant initially for a period of time, and then it might be that you kind of be, become confident in doing it and use use them less. Um, yeah. there's one thing about um getting an accountant to help for for year end i'm assuming that that this is that this happens a lot that your demand skyrockets in january every january accountants everywhere will will be being contacted by um sole traders who who are going help <laughs> and yes, i, I just wanted to make the point that have left it the last minute and then <laughs> yeah, don't, the don't that... be one of those yes, listeners please <laughs> yeah one of those that are in a muddle the problem with coming to to an accountant is in January is firstly the good ones will just be busy so there'll, yeah. there'll be plenty around but you know it will be difficult to accommodate um new clients but also if you think about it when you come in January you are always already several months into the current year yes, so the current course. year mm. you know as we know for a sole trader tax year end runs from the 6th of April to the 5th of April. Let's not even yep. get into why the, the, those dates that was set in history <laughs> a long time before I was born. Um, so that those are the dates. But if you come, you know, in January, then your next year end is going to be on the 5th of April. That's like, you yeah. know, three months away. So you're already in catch-up, well yeah. into catch-up. Yep. So it's just an awful time to, to come. Yeah. And it will be super, super stressful for both you and for the accountant, frankly, but yep. forget about the accountant. But for you, it'll be super stre- stressful because what will happen, particularly in your first year, is the 31st of January, you'll have a tax bill, but you'll also mm-hmm. have to pay your a payment on account towards the current tax year as well. Uh, of course, yeah. So you've kind of got that double whammy. But if you'd kept an eye on your finances all the way through, you would have already allocated into, I call them tax pots. In a lot of the bank mm. apps, you can set up a little pot or a vault or whatever they call it that you can, you know, move money into that. It's like a deposit account, but that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's a way of saving but you so each month if you get into the discipline of moving money in then none of these tax bills are going to be a shock because you've already yep. set the funds aside so you can sit there you know just after christmas you've eaten all your mince pies and had your turkey and, <laughs> yep. and then it won't be oh my god here's a huge credit card bill and a tax bill exactly yeah 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 so so again you know it's it's that whole thing of of keeping on on top of it through throughout the year and and not not kind of leaving it to the last minute and there was another point that's another one of my hobby horses i'm afraid is um people that do 
use accountants sometimes think that they are then not responsible for their <laughs> financial position just by virtue of using accountants. So the number of times people have said, oh, Julia, I, I, my accountant made a mistake and, and, it, and submitted this. And then it turns out it's because the accountant was given the incorrect figures or, yeah. or whatever it yeah. was. Absolutely. So, so it's a very important yeah. point. <laughs> There's only so much an accountant can do. Obviously, sometimes an accountant can be liable because they do make a mistake yes. and that's resolved and sorted out and all that type of thing but an accountant is going on the information that you provided yeah so if you haven't provided the information if you've left something out or you have provided the information you know but it's wrong you know you mm. told the accountant well I spent two thousand pounds on a laptop when really you know it was a holiday in Barbados or something <laughs> yeah you know how's how's the accountant gonna know so ultimately regardless of the relationship with the accountant or not you, the business owner, are responsible for yeah. submissions to HMRC. HMRC will always come after the business owner. Yeah. And all right, you know, if, if the accountant has been ne negligent or something, then yes, HMRC may be empathetic to that situation. But generally, you know, if the situation is the accountant hasn't had the right information or hasn't had it at the right time mm -hmm. in order to meet the, meet the deadlines and things, it is the business owner that is is responsible. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. If, if somebody tells me, you know, that that invoice to to you know PC World was for a laptop for for the business, where it, you know where really it was a laptop for their kids or something like that. I don't know that. I'm not going to interrogate no. them about it. The people who will interrogate somebody is HMRC and I'll yeah. tell you what they'd be much better at it than I could ever be <laughs> yeah exactly but, <laughs> and I think what we should remember is HMRC have a lot of things at their disposal mm. to to check things to check people's spending to I mean you know we've seen stories in the past where somebody had you know very small declared income but they had a yacht and holidays and this that and mm. the other HMRC have tools available to see all of this they do so, they you know do. never you're never going to kid HMRC and it wouldn't be you know don't make a career out of it, it really isn't worth it for and what you know again a, a, a little bit aside on that when people come to us and sometimes say can I claim such and such through the business and you know my first thing is well is it a valid business cost generally it's not because if it was they wouldn't be asking me but you <laughs> yeah. know they, they can I claim such and such you know if you for every hundred pounds you're claiming the bit of tax that you're saving is whatever your tax rate is so you know it's the income tax tax rate or the corporation mm -hmm. tax you're not saving a hundred pounds you're saving the tax on that and yeah. sometimes the you know people come and they're, they're going to save you know two pounds twenty two in tax. Well, is it worth? <laughs> is it and worth the it? potential and and you know putting the, the, the your backup of the HMRC inspector when you explain yeah. that because if you do something and HMRC finds you, they'll be all over you like a, a you know yeah. like a dozen sorts going going forward so it's just not worth it absolutely and you know if you then know your financial position with your business then then you know what you can spend and what you can't spend yeah, it's, exactly. it's as simple as that isn't it yeah it's it, it accounting really isn't that complicated <laughs> I mean, I'm... tell people it is but you know it's <laughs> I love that we yeah. we get the truth on the whole profession from from you. Yeah. 
<laughs> I have to be sacked. <laughs> I have to sack myself. But yeah, yeah. No, but it's it's important for people to realise that, and that is why why I wanted to talk to you, which is which is about the fact that people you can do your own accounts and and people are are scared to and so i'm just going to kind of um finish with with your top tips but also i want to direct people to your website the tax boot camp website because there's loads yeah. of great um courses on there and, and actually they're not they're not hugely expensive and you've so much yeah. brilliant information out there so so yeah i mean what are your top tips for someone who might be a bit worried about kind of looking after their yeah. own their own accounts? The first thing I would say is get a simple banking app. So yeah. something like Metals, say from, from um, NatWest, the reason I talk about that is because you get free agent free. So, yeah. um, you know, something like that or Starlin or Monzo, you may even have a banking app and not realise that you've got all of this information there. Yeah. So get a banking app. So or and then transact everything through that bank. You know, invoice your clients, pay for the petrol, pay for that travel cost, pay for whatever through the business bank account. Everything the business, it's a business, it should be kept separate. Whilst there's no legal requirement necessarily to have a separate business bank account, by God, it makes things easier. Mm, mm. So if you do everything through your business bank account with a good system then you know you've nailed it yeah there's not much else to do you've got to explain the transactions frankly that look that sounds really scary first of all you can't go wrong if you put it to the wrong one you just transfer it to a different one or you know, change the <laughs> allocation so you're not going to break anything no. and then if you do start using a system what it's doing is all that adding up taking away the percentage blah 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 it's all done it's all there and you know start having a look at the reports in in the system and you will be in much better control of your business you'll be in much better control of what you can take out and how much you owe the tax man and that's all there is to it brilliant that it you've, you've just made it sound sound really straightforward and that's probably because it is why would i lie you know it is it is exactly. straightforward exactly yeah. well massive thank you for for your time today um and and yeah your contact details will be on the notes that go with this episode so if anyone wants to follow up you'll 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 be there and and able to help won't you yeah absolutely yeah just drop me a line. Or you can find me on Twitter, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Always on Twitter. <laughs> all right. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to All About Self-Employment, hosted by Julia Kermode. For more information on today's discussion, please visit iwork.co.uk, where you can also join our growing community. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, then we would love you to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. We'll be back at the same time next week.